cover a lot of ground in Bain's industry-leading private equity report. But today on the show, I'll provide a summary of the essential insights from many of our clients as they head into 2022, including the intensifying competition for tech, growth equity investing, and the critical nature of sector expertise. I'm Hugh MacArthur, head of Bain's global private equity practice, and this is Dry Powder. We look at multiple key trends in Bain's 2022 private equity report. One is the continued rise of software investing. Technology now accounts for 31% of total deal counts, and 90% of tech deal value is actually software. The resulting competition for deals in the software sector has led to ever higher multiples. Prices are sky high. However, software has outperformed other private equity investments, with 60% of deals returning 2.5x or greater, and with fewer write-offs than other sectors. These superior return characteristics have a lot to do with the operating models typical of enterprise software companies, especially SaaS businesses. That's software as a service. They tend to have strong revenue growth. They're also capital light, meaning that there are no factories or other hard assets that suck up capital. Software subscriptions are also sticky. Once a customer actually joins, they tend to stay in. However, because the market is fiercely competitive, there are a number of things to be cautious of as you think about 2022 and beyond. Firstly, You shouldn't expect that strong software assets will see multiple declines from today's levels. There's a lot of money chasing these attractive companies. Secondly, you better know what you're doing. If you're going to pay a full price with conviction, that requires deep expertise, both internally and through an ecosystem of advisors and experts. And let's not forget, the software space is very large. And being a software investor means likely you're going to be picking your spots, whether it's horizontal software vertical software, infrastructure, or other areas. But no one can be an expert in every possible area of software. So really getting to the subsector level and developing an expertise in subsectors that you understand best is going to be highly correlated with being successful in buying the right assets, paying those high prices, and generating the returns that stakeholders expect. Lastly, generating those returns is going to require improving capabilities operating more efficiently, and developing commercial excellence to really keep the revenue line ticking over. This is not an area where the world is standing still. Investors are getting better. Companies are changing in the software space at an incredible rate. In order to take advantage of these changes, you're going to really need to know more about the value levers that you're underwriting and the risks that you're taking in order to succeed. Next, I'd like to talk about growth equity. Growth investing has rapidly emerged as one of the most dynamic segments of the private equity industry. Now, growth investing has been around for a long time, and I define it as kind of the gap between venture capital, is it a business, and buyout. It's a business, and we kind of have an idea of what it can do. It's this middle ground where typically a company might go public. Increasingly, going public has been less popular than continued private investment, particularly given the flood of private capital that we see in the markets today. Growth equity is also an area that's a style of investing rather than indicative of any one type of investment firm. There are large institutions that are growth investors. There are hedge funds that have pivoted from public markets as their investment vehicles to private markets. There are traditional buyout funds that are in the growth investing space. There are venture funds that have gone down the curve from A, B, and C round and later stage investing into the growth investing space themselves. So a large number of players are chasing these types of opportunities and the potential to generate very high growth and very high returns. Of course, that also means we're going to see very high pricing. In fact, growth in late-stage venture assets under management have expanded at twice the rate of traditional buyout assets under management over the past 10 years, and that trend continued in 2021. Over the past few years, the line between growth and buyout is steadily blurring. 
Traditional buyout funds increasingly are investing in companies that look less like buyouts and more like growth equity, with lower leverage attended to them. Large private equity firms are also launching dedicated growth funds. The private equity industry's traditional focus on cost and efficiency is giving way to a widespread belief that technology-enabled growth and disruption are more potent drivers of value. What's powering the growth of growth and attracting a new breed of investor is a belief that the digital disruption shaking the global economy is still in its early stages, and the clock speed is growing within most industries. I mentioned that technology, and software in particular, was about a third of the market by deal count. If you look at other areas like healthcare, healthcare IT, financial technology, tech-enabled business services, you could easily get to a number that says over 50% of all the deals done are technology-driven. So whether you're a growth equity investor or a pure buyout investor, knowing more about technology and how it's impacting various industry sectors is going to be more critical than ever in generating returns in the future. Now I'd like to say a few words about sector strategy. 25 years ago, capital was actually the issue for private equity investors and for business owners. It was in short supply. Capital is actually a commodity now. So it's no surprise that more and more private equity firms need to specialize in order to gain an edge. Bringing money to the table is not an advantage anymore. But more often than not, that specialization to get an edge means sector specialization. It's a mistake to assume that strong market growth always equates with superior returns. Choosing the right assets in many sectors, even sleepy ones, can generate above market returns. GPs really need to ask themselves three questions. Question one is, are we in the right sectors for us? A strong sector strategy starts with a clear-eyed assessment of where you have a differentiated right to win. There are no inherently bad sectors. Good and bad deals can be found in most parts of the economy. What matters is whether a private equity firm has the specific expertise and capabilities to produce top-tier performance wherever they choose to invest. A second question to consider is, are we in the flow? Private equity firms commonly say, quote unquote, we see everything, but most private equity firms see only 15 to 20% of the deals within their target universe. And even top quartile performers typically see no more than 40%. Improving those results starts with gathering data on what you're missing, figuring out why those deals weren't on your radar and building the often industry-specific relationships and networks to make sure that you're in the flow. Lastly, a question we're always asked is, how focused should our strategy be? One of the biggest challenges for any private equity firm is knowing when to say no. Rather than setting a target number of sectors, firms that succeed in deepening their sector expertise often flip the problem on its head. They draw a realistic picture of what good sector coverage looks like and then work backwards from there to figure out where they can have the most impact given the resources at their disposal. So these topics are obviously top of mind for clients and major trends in the industry. In future episodes of Dry Powder, I'll be welcoming guests from inside and outside of Bain & Company to explore them in more detail. There are many other topics covered in Bain's 2022 Private Equity Report. You can find the full report at bain.com slash private equity report. We've also posted a direct link to the report in our episode notes. I'm Hugh MacArthur. Thank you for listening. <laughs>